You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum Podcast, where Welsh rugby matters. It's 13 wins in a row for Warren Gatland's men. A tense encounter at Murrayfield leaves Wales just one game away from a third Grand Slam under the Kiwi. Elsewhere, England and Ireland steamroll with their opponents, meaning it's a three-way race for the title. Well, in theory, anyway. Quick heads up before we get underway. There's been a lot of talk about politics of Welsh rugby in the last week or so, and the controversial proposals that have been a part of Project Reset. This podcast is going to be concentrating solely on the national side and on the Six Nations. If you want to hear more of our thoughts on Project Reset, then please make sure you go back and have a listen to last week's podcast and the special one that I did midweek with Steph Thomas. So that's where you can get your Project Reset, Phil. Dan Killick and I are sat here ready to, uh, to <laughs> dissect the Scotland game and start the excitement ahead of the Grand Slam showdown. But in a bizarre twist of fate... We have already done this podcast, haven't we, Dan? Only for the have, yeah. only for the recording equipment to fail us. Oh. So uh, yeah, the the second half was all right though. Yeah, <laughs> so when you listen to the second half, we've actually recorded it before this, but don't let that confuse you, dear listener. It's now two two a.m. in Jed's <laughs> kitchen, and I've got my head in my hands. Luckily, it's not actually two a.m., but it was on the time that I lost the Jamie Roberts oh. interview, which was a bit different to just us chatting rugby. Yeah. Hi, Jamie. Do you fancy doing it again? Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. just try, trying <laughs> to locate him. Um, the good thing is, Dan, we've had a dress rehearsed, haven't we? And we're even dressed here in attacking scrum uniforms today, which is uh, slightly have, yeah, strange. Both in our burgundy jumpers. Yeah, it is. It's, um, Are they the same brand, even? Is it? Oh, it's an H&M, I think. H&M. <laughs> oh, man. That's oh, so embarrassing. Yeah. We'll get a photo. Out. I'm going to burn this one after this. Yeah. Uh, right, anyway, we have had a dress rehearsal, so we've had a good chance. And in some regards, Wales had a dress rehearsal with... That tough win against Scotland, yeah. that tough second half. Just what we needed? I think it probably is, actually. Yeah, blessing in disguise. It could be, you know. It was it was a tough battle that, when you watched that first half, you didn't really see coming. I, I thought that 
I thought that we would probably have it our own way in the second half as well. And it's a good wake up call, and it's going to give them a decent, a decent warm up ahead of next week because it is going to be some physical and mentally draining encounter in Cardiff. Were you surprised at how uh, physical it was? Yeah, I was actually because I think if you look at the first half, Wales were winning the collisions. I thought that defensively we were dealing with dealing with what Scotland had to offer quite easily. And we retained ball very, very, yeah, pretty easily, to be honest. So it was full control, wasn't it, in that yeah. first half? And anything but in the, uh, in the second half. Although we controlled the defensive yeah. performance, didn't we? So it was just a different, it was just, yeah, it was a peculiar game. It was a really strange game, the, the classic uh, game of two halves type thing. So, right, if we're going we're gonna to get stuck into fact or fiction for a second time... Um, I'm going to stop mentioning that now. We just got to crack on yeah. and, and get this one, get get a good podcast out to get everyone in the mood ahead of the Ireland game. Uh, before we do that, a quick word for our sponsors who are keeping us awake at the moment with uh, caffeinated goods, uh, and that is of course So Coffee Trades. If you've not listened before, So Coffee Trades, fantastic young Welsh business run by the Ospreys hooker Scott Otten, and uh, yeah, if you want to get your hands on some quality coffee, then you can do so at SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk or by downloading the So Coffee app, and you'll get 15% off for doing that as well. Right, fact or fiction, Dan? This time round, we are doing it where you ask the questions. So Drawn up by me as well? Drawn up by you as well, yeah. It doesn't happen very often. It doesn't, so uh, yeah, uh, I feel very grateful for that. Uh, But yeah, we've got a few of these to get stuck into, and you're going to ask questions, and we're going to decide whether they are fact or fiction. Okay, number one, Wales won't beat Ireland without sorting the line out. Out. <laughs> fact. Fact or fiction? It's oh. fact. A hundred percent. I think to a certain degree, we got out of jail against England. There were many good things about that performance. I think the sheer toughness, the defence, the fact that we took our opportunities when we had them, that was all, you know, and, and of course the result, that was massively encouraging. But one area that was definitely of concern was the line out you don't and think we'll get away with it again we won't get away I don't think we'll get away with it again no. and Ireland are, are very very strong when it comes to the line out one of the best best out there yeah they, they've got you know, the, the, the strength and depth they've got in their second rows they've got they've got some threats there again Omani we've seen on occasions cause lots of disruption from uh, on opposition line out ball you know you think back to that game where England were going for the slam in whenever that was, 2017, yeah. and Omani did a number well, he, on him that day. He's the best defensive line operator out he there, is. isn't he? Or yeah. he's right up there, anyway, top top two or three. Yeah, he's uh, he's fantastic at it. So Ireland will pose a threat, and they'll, they'll be licking their lips at that. And I'm fairly certain that their their game plan will involve kicking to touch and putting plenty of pressure on the Welsh line out. So we're going to have to get better. It's a technical thing, I suppose, is the one encouraging factor. It's not like our line out has sudden well it kind of has suddenly disintegrated but it's not like we've not had a good line out in recent times you look back to the autumn and in fact the whole of 2018 the line out functioned really quite well we seemed to have it sorted didn't we for, yeah for a period after years and years and years in the wilderness on the line out front as long as I can remember the the recurring feature for <laughs> Wales more than yeah. any other asset of the game has has been the yeah. line out would you remember us saying we were going to there was a need, wasn't there, to parachute in a line-out consultant yeah. just to get <coughs> the thing sorted because 
We couldn't build anything, no. did we? Because we just kept on losing ball. At that point in time as well, you'd think that someone being parachuted in and we'd still manage to, we'd still manage to miss the man. He was coming down from 80 foot. But yeah, look, it's, it's been a concern in yeah. the past. And it's definitely a concern at the moment. A game like this where there is a huge amount at stake, the pressure's going to be high. These are things that just have to get right. Will we get it right? We're gonna well if if we're, if we're to win we have to don't we we're both in agreement in that both we, in agreement the the line out cannot um, falter yeah it can't falter it can't operate as it has done so far we got lucky against England you know but it won't we won't we won't have that that won't happen again against Ireland so but it's got to be sorted what will the coaches be doing is it just a question of running through those drills again because the familiarity should be there these players have played together at Test level yeah and, you know some of them at club level. You'd think that that wouldn't be the problem. Yeah, I, I mean, it's as you said, it's a technical, it's a technical area, isn't it? Mm. And it's a combination of things. I guess the you know, the, the chap throwing in the lift, you know, um, it's 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 a number of different things, isn't it? The good thing is that we're not waiting on a. Uh, I don't know. It's it's not something that I don't think they really need to. They'll need to sort of go back to go back to drawing board on it's. It's just I don't know. How do you get it right? How do you get that right in? I think the fact that we've done it, we've done it well last season or last year with the same people. With the same people, I think one of two things has either happened is sides have just figured it out and figured out what was working, or probably more so. I think it just creeps in and becomes a mental thing. You know, it's like when a good goal kicker goes to pot. And they don't have that. They don't have that same confidence, and it just starts to build and build and build. And you just need to slot, keep slotting those kicks in order to, mm. in order to get your confidence. But it has back. been an issue for us, isn't it? For you know, almost as long as as Alan Wynn's been in the yeah. been in the second row, the lineup's been an issue. Yeah, it has. Bar you know that that brief eight month spell where we seem to have it sorted. Yeah, look, I think so, I think there's there's been those there's been those spells. In the past as well, so you've had yeah, not many of them though. No, look, I, it's a concern definitely, but I think it is just a question of they are just going to have to get it right on the day. I think it's more mental than technical. That's what I would say, and I think you, you know you've just got to look to try and keep it keep it simple on the day, but keep that, using, keep using Tipperary. I think you've, I think they will use him a lot, but at the same time, you've got to you want to keep it simple, but. With someone like, with someone like Omani in there and their second rows, that will be that will they will cause trouble. So. They're going to be tough. Yeah, they're, they're, this is going to be their area, isn't it? That they're going yeah. to be all over us. So um, game plan is going to have to be uh, going to have to be spot on, isn't yeah. it? Do we do we keep it in play? Well, we do always we, do. Yeah. We always do, and I think that you know that's 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 not going to change. Penalty wise, do we do we take the posts or do we kick for the corner? Well. I'm sure we'll discuss, selection, selection, I'm sure, selection. I'm sure we'll discuss yeah. this when it comes to selection. And uh, yeah, look, I, I think um, for me, it's a mental thing. They're going to be practicing the arse off it during the week, and you've just got to hope that it fires on the day. There's not enough time to be messing around with personnel. I don't think there's enough time to be trying out crazy new things. I just think it's a question of on the day, we're going to have to hit the man, and you're going to have to back yourself and have the confidence to do it. And Make no mistake, that is going to be a big asset, uh, sorry, a big facet of the game. Yeah, 
Agreed. Set piece generally as well. I think you look at the scrum has gone well in this tournament. Scrum's gone very well. It has, but Isla are the best scrummaging side in this in this tournament for me. And going up against going up against Ty Furlong is going to be a massive, massive challenge. And I think that that, that just means that you you know you're not gonna you're not gonna have dominance in that area. If you can get parity, I think that's that's going to be a, a good thing. But yeah, you've just got to get We're these things have right to on the have day. That as well, aren't we? Yeah. We're gonna have, the scrum's going to have to go well on the line out to, yeah. to, to, to stand a chance against Ireland. Yeah, and we, you know it's fantastic to be four from four. We've got out of jail in a few in a few areas. Just the general lack of execution in the first half against France, Italy we misfired because of personnel. England we were great in every department apart from the line out, and Scotland I think we let the the foot off the pedal in the second half, and that let them back into the game. So we haven't had the complete performance, have we? No, we Does haven't. Does it come Saturday? Uh, it has to, and I think it will. Oh, at least I bloody hope it will. <laughs> okay, number two. Referee Angus Gardner's performance will be as important as any of the players. Fact or fiction? I'm going to fiction on this one. And I'll tell you why. Because for me, good sides need the rub of the green from the referee. Great sides can beat the referee as well. You know, you. I don't think you can make the excuse of, of a referee. I think what you have to do is you have to adapt your game to how the referee is is making those decisions. And you've got to have a couple of different game plans up your sleeve. You, know, you can study a referee before the game. Obviously, there's a briefing with him, etc., etc. But if it's not going your way on the day, then you have to adjust to it. And going into a World Cup, it won't be enough just to say, oh, Angus Gardner had a howler or whatever. He let Ireland get away with murder. Oh, they were flying in past the, the man at the breakdown. If that happens, we have to figure out a way to, to get around it. So for me, every player and every coach's performance has to beat the 23 men in green and the, the bastard in the black as well, if needs be. Have you, have you seen, so looking at Angus Gardner's yeah. performances of late, what have you... What have you taken out of those performances that Wales can, can sort of gain confidence from? Well, I haven't studied him in a great detail. And the, the two kind of performances that spring to mind off the top of my head are the Owen Farrell decision in the autumn that he got wrong against South Africa. So Absolute howler. It was an absolute howler. And you know, for everything I've just said then, I would be raging if we lost out on a Grand Slam because of a decision like that. Uh, I could probably get by if we won it on a decision like that but it's you don't want to see a game of this magnitude decided like that but for that mistake he's come out and said he was he got it wrong and likewise you know he's held in high regard by the by the world rugby he's the world rugby referee of the year last year for you know for what that's worth but the other one that springs me to mind that is potentially a bit more of a I suppose a a more optimistic note for Wales is going back a couple of seasons. I think it was one of his first Six Nations games in charge. England versus France at the breakdown very much favoured the defensive side. So he was given the opportunity to jackal and if you got over the ball and were slowing it down, you were winning penalties off it. If the game, if he referees it in that way against us, uh, sorry, for us against Ireland, that is going to favour the Welsh, I think. With our quicker back row. Quicker back row, I think we pose more of a jackling threat, particularly with Josh van der Fleer going off injured for them. You know, he is in their seven mould. It'd be a big loss. Omani, as much as 
you know, as I say, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. He's, an, he's a real kind of, he's an absolute warrior. He's, he's great at the line. Proper nuisance. He's a proper bastard. But, you know, he does offer a threat over the ball. But I, again, I think he's in that six and a half mould. Now, I think Wales have two, two sevens in, in Navidi and Tipperick. Again, you could probably say that Navidi is in that six and a half mould. But they're both threats over the ball, definitely. So if there is an opportunity to, to win turnovers like that, and again, we've seen Adam Beard do it against, uh, against Scotland this weekend too. And the bench as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Lewis in particular and Nicky, yeah. Nicky Smith. Yeah. And Elliot so, D's not afraid in that department either, is he? So yeah, so you know, look, that is potentially something for mm. for Wales to to be optimistic about. We've and been the, in this position before, though, haven't we, with the quicker back row, and we've we've come and stuck against them. Well, yeah, I, I think you look at last uh, last March when we went over to or February, whenever it was, when we went over to Dublin. Now on that occasion, we went with a with a quick back row, and we just got blown away at the breakdown. Every, it was quick ball, it was quick ball, it was quick ball, and we weren't able to cope with that power. And if that's the case, we're going to have to figure out a way of adapting because there's no point in moaning and saying that, that he's just getting the decisions wrong because that happens a lot. What, again, gives me hope is that look at the game against England. England's line speed was so impressive that they were offside all the time, but they weren't getting pinged for it. So what did we do come second half? pick and go, pick and go, pick and go, because they weren't committing men at the breakdown. And that not, that not only um, means you'll be very patient with your game and they start throwing men in at the breakdown, but it nullifies that that hugely impressive blitz speed and the fact that it wasn't getting pinged for being offside. So you're going to have to have similar things up your sleeve in order to get past to get past the, the way that Ireland play at the breakdown. And that's what our coaching setup now has been able to do very, very effectively, haven't they? against structured sides have been able to work out where there's where we'll potentially get a, a, a lot of change from yeah I, I think that's right and we've had some big wins against structured sides in the past you know you think again back to to Wales Ireland in 2015 that was very much about being able to absorb the pressure and, and make tackle after tackle after tackle a bit like the Scotland game really on the weekend so yeah I think it, it favours us when when sides are playing in a structured manner but yeah make no mistake that's that's difficult to defend when Ireland are getting away with are getting away with murder at the breakdown and just sending people flying in like, like New Zealand you've got to find a way of, of countering mm. them refs have have always had an impact though haven't they particularly uh, when Ireland play just picking up on the all the dark arts they're probably right up there in terms of you know with New Zealand <coughs> in terms of you know really really playing the ref well. Oh, they are. Um, arguably, <coughs> arguably maybe better than, than New Zealand at the moment, actually, in that, in that regard. So, yeah, we're going to have to have a, a, an exit strategy, aren't we, if they're, if, they're getting, if they're getting the decisions. How do you overcome that, though, if that is happening? It's very, very difficult, isn't it? I think we, we would need to, you know, we'd need to do, to do similar things. Um, but it all depends upon whether or not we can whether we can get the ball because there's a power base game isn't it yeah. the hold on to the ball suffocate sides and just literally keep bashing through and then they take the players out off the ball don't they which then allows them to keep getting momentum and it's almost it's almost impossible to stop that um, we're going to have to work out find a way of holding on to holding on to the ball aren't we yeah which isn't going to be easy but like England 
nine and ten are absolutely absolutely critical to the way in which they play, aren't mm. they? So we've got to we've got to do a job on Murray, and we've got to do a job on Sexton. And if we can take those two boys out, it's a different it's a different side, isn't it? It's a big if. It is a big if. Big big if. Number three. Halfpenny must be in the squad. Fact or fiction? Now, this is a big one. <clears throat> this is huge. And, uh, oh, look at the grimace. Fact or fiction? Um, I wanted to say fiction because I think he should have been in this weekend to get some game time. I think it's all very well playing Munster. You know, and you come back and you play very well in that fixture, but it's a Munster B team. That is a world apart from Man of the Match performance. Yeah, he was superb. He was absolutely superb. But it's a club. Well, it's not even just club versus country. This, the, this is an absolutely massive game. There's so much on the line. Admittedly, it's you know, it's Ireland have got a long shot of winning the title, but they'll they'll be coming here trying to trying to ruin the party. Who wouldn't? You know, you, you just whenever a side's on for the Grand Slam and you've got a chance to a chance to disrupt it, particularly when you're you know you're you're one of the bigger sides in the in the tournament. But this is Lee Halfpenny we're talking about, one of the most experienced Welsh players. Can he just step back in? Well, look, the management will know that better than me. But the reason I'm airing towards that... <laughs> Mate, if anyone knows about Lee Halfpenny more than anyone, it's probably you, because you've been following around with a telescopic lens for, <laughs> for the best part of a decade. Um, the reason I'm airing towards fact... Is actually because of the goal kicking, and in the past, I think you know people have made so much about Halfpenny's goal kicking. And you know, like you take for example in the World Cup four years ago when he got that injury against Italy, everyone said, "Oh yeah, Wales will miss his goal kicking," not realizing. You know, I think it was a lot of people who hadn't watched a lot of Dan Bigger had no idea what the the fact that he is in the same league as as Lee Halfpenny when it comes to goal kicking. In fact, I think they're the best two in the world. And in a game like this. I think penalties are going to be absolutely crucial. Now, we've said on previous podcasts that bigger coming off the bench is winning these games by slotting big penalties and making the right decisions at the right, the right time. But in a game of this magnitude, we need to make sure that we are in the game with, with that 20 minutes to go. So if there's an opportunity to get Halfpenny in that starting lineup for his goal-kicking ability, then I think we do need to take it. Because I'm not sold on Gareth Anscombe as a goal kicker right now. I'm not sure he's sold on himself. There's a lot of decisions where we're going to the corner that I think are down to the fact that he's not backing himself to slot something from 40 yards, 45 yards out. And yeah, that, a bit, that is a bit of a concern for me. It's a bit odd, isn't it, when you know, the commentators are saying, oh, it's you know, great to see uh, Wales kicking for the corner. Yeah. I'm thinking that's nonsense. We, you know, if Halfpenny was on, we're, we're, t- we're taking the points. And if he... If Halfpenny isn't, he can't be on the bench. He's got to start, isn't yeah. he? Or he's not. In, he's not involved. If Halfpenny starts, Ireland, Ireland will play very, very differently, won't they? Because they'll they'll be able to give away pens in areas of the field yeah. where they know that Anscombe's our ten. He hasn't got the legs. Yeah. He's going to kick to the corner and up steps Omani to spoil. Yeah. To spoil the show on the lineout, and it's a huge call if he's not if he's not involved. Well, it is, and. I, Ultimately, I think it comes down to whether he is match fit to do it or not. And I don't mean match fit as in, oh yeah, he is fit. It's whether or not he has got the enough miles under his belt to go out there and play to the level of intensity that is required. Do you think they'll ask him as well? Because he's, he's very honest, isn't he? So do you think, I know there's some players that'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. 
and yeah. you, you know you're, you're not. Yeah, yeah, you might but be right. I I wouldn't be at all surprised if they say to him, "Look, are you you know how are you feeling? You know, mentally, you up yeah. for it?" Because he's he's been open about that, hasn't he? That confidence is a huge part of his game, a huge part of most people's game, but particularly Lee Halfpenny. I, I think he's playing in a confident manner. You know, those two appearances for mm. Scarlets would would lead you to believe he is. Uh, yeah, they might well at ask home him. as well. Yeah, you know, at home, crowd behind him. Yeah, I, I just think that the the goal is going to be so important in a game like this because, like we said, right? If Ireland get away with get away with, um, or let's just say they blow us away mm. at the breakdown, right? They could they could find themselves chalking up two tries in the first half. Now we need to stay in the game. Yeah. In that scenario, we need to make sure that we are not out of the game. We go in twelve points down to Ireland, it's game over. We go down six points. If they score two tries in the first half, and you know, say they've amassed twelve points from that, and we, with very little possession, have stayed in the game with two penalties from forty-five yards out, and we go in twelve-six down, we're still in that game. Penalty turnovers, you think in, yeah. you know, Navidi, any, yeah, Tipperick. anything can happen. Yeah, it is. It's, it's absolutely anything can happen, yeah. and you know, the occasion then, Ireland, if you can stay in touch. You do that by keeping the scoreboard ticking over. Then I think that's where that's where we'll back ourselves to finish because we are finishing strongly. So for me, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, as long as he is in good enough nick to play, I think you have to find a way of getting. So at this point, it's probably worth bringing in as well. I know we'll talk about selection a bit later, but um, you got a feeling about that, have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, the ten shirt, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people would probably say bigger should be included, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, for me, Anscombe, because he's playing very, very flat, you don't quite know what he's going to do. Mm. It's very, very difficult for a side to analyse to, to analyze how he's going to, how Wales are going to play on uh, on the attacking side of things. So, I don't think it's as straightforward just to say, well, we need a goal kicker on there. Half penny, half penny isn't right for whatever reason, so we're going to switch to bigger. I think sides are struggling to know what Wales are going to bring. And we've scored some decent tries. Yeah. Some very, very decent tries. Obviously, Josh Adams has helped us enormously. But I think we've looked good on, on the sort of short passing game that Anscombe brings. He makes it look very, very easy. And he's worked really well with the back row <coughs> yeah. as well. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, liking, I'm liking the Anscombe at 10. Well, we said, we said this on previous podcasts as well, that having Anscombe start and create opportunities in the first half like we did against Scotland and you go back to the autumn and like we did against South Africa you know that pass for the Liam Williams try was that bit of magic and that bit of ball skills that perhaps isn't big as strong as suit they're the kind of things you know if we get those opportunities early in the game then we start strongly now with 20 minutes to go it's a completely different ball game if we're in that game then all of a sudden bigger becomes a threat even though you know what he's going to do, he very rarely makes the wrong decision. So if he hoists one of those balls up high and the game is very, very tight, he will back himself to make that and, and recycle possession. And these are huge game-changing moments, as well as what he brings from a goal-kicking point of view and defensively and kicking for the corner. It was everything that he Everything does. is magnified yeah. in those last 20 minutes. Yeah, everything he does, he does it to absolute perfection, doesn't he? And... Sides, sides aren't able to pick up on. Uh, you kind of know what he's going to do, but he, because he's doing it mm. so well, he's he's almost untouchable. And it's just working perfectly. You start him though, 
and you know the way in which Wales are going to play. Yeah. So I think it's a in in a in these times now where analysis is is huge. It's it's almost everything, isn't it? Anscombe's really difficult to 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 know what he's going to do. And yes, there's the odd mistake within his game because he is fluid. Mm. But I just think it's it's really working for us, and we haven't yet seen a you know an absolute flawless display for Manscom yet. No. He's been good, very good, but he hasn't been absolutely magnificent. Unless my memory is is failing me here, which is not unthinkable, but also haven't really seen a huge eye-catching break that we know he's capable of. He's got some serious wheels on him. He has, yeah. You know, we've seen him do it for Cardiff as a, a full-back and at 10, and one of those opportunities... You know, one of those moments of, of brilliance, which again, you, you don't really get from bigger. You get moments of brilliance, but you don't get the. It's in a he's not going to do someone for pace. Yeah. He's, you know, he's going to do someone for the the big aerial yeah. challenge or the or big or defensive hit or big whatever. tackle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's something such a like nice that, position to be in. You know, something like that could be absolutely amazing. Just one half break from Anscombe in the first half could make all the difference or at the start of the yeah. second half. So, and you can expose them as well in the narrow in, in in those tight channels as well, can't you? So you can imagine him drift. Just causing them real issues, yeah. Um, you know, in, in between 10, 10 and twelve, um, and similarly, that's where they like to, you know, they like to do a lot of their rugby, yeah. don't they? With Stockdale coming in and, and reversing the switch back inside. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a game for Anscombe. This, yeah, I do, and I think that that it's largely this campaign has been built on Anscombe starting and bigger finishing the game. I know, obviously, bigger started against Italy, but. To be honest, I think that was as much down to him wanting to rotate the squad as, as anything else. So, yeah, look, I, I think 10 has a massive impact and we'll come on and talk about full selection later on. But for me, to go back to the half-penny point, in a game of this magnitude, you need to make sure that you take points that are on offer. So much gets spoken now about, oh yeah, going for the corner. You saw Ireland do it today. In a game as big as this, you know, this is almost like a like a World Cup game it's massive yeah. and I think the, the opportunity to be able to go for sticks it still surprises me now With we've seen it in, in, in the Six Nations haven't we again that sides aren't taking their points yeah Scotland didn't didn't, you know, didn't take a few I, yeah. I, with, with lots of time on the clock and they're going for the corner um, take your points yeah I, I always think just keep just that take the points, you know, if you're New Zealand I think it's probably a little bit different if you yeah, if you're, if you're Wales, the most, just keep, keep the scoreboard ticking over. But New Zealand are one of the most pragmatic sides as well out there, aren't yeah. they? We, we sometimes get carried away with their playing you know, champagne rugby from all over. The only side that tends to do that is France with, with one or two bursts and then the rest of it is absolutely god-awful. But they are, you know, they are they're really, really structured. New Zealand, aren't they? Yeah, no, they are. And they kick the ball more than, yeah. more than most. And all the best sides are now, really. Wales, you know, England are structured. Ireland... New Zealand, so yeah, okay. So we're we're both in agreement then that half penny. You knew, you knew that I'd be uh, yeah. I'd have him in there. It will be very interesting to see uh, yeah to see what the assessment of the of the coaches. Will is. Gatland put him in? No, I don't think he will either. I don't, and uh, we'll see. I don't know. I think if he was, I think if he was ready, he'd have probably have featured this week. But we will see. But yeah, look, make no mistake. I think it's going to be goal kicking is going to be really, really integral to a game, a game of this of this magnitude right loads still to come in the second half including our side to face island we're giving you a bit of a glimpse of it there we'll also have a six nations roundup and we've got a few listeners questions to get fired into but first a very very quick break
Loads still to go on the attack in Scrum, but first we still have two remaining points on fact or fiction. Dan, take it away with point number four. Four. With the Rugby World Cup in mind, Gatland will be concerned Wales are blowing sides away. Fact or fiction? And this is courtesy of Owen Jones, Jed's soon-to-be brother-in-law. Right. Thanks for the question. Yeah, no, it's good, actually. I haven't prepared one of these this week. It's been fantastic. I had... I had, huge, and... I had huge concerns that you were going to be, you were going to be so out of action. No, that that you wouldn't be bringing anything like, to the party. Came in, like you normally don't. <laughs> came in with some cracking questions for you. Yeah, probably shocked you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, four, four of these factual fictions, courtesy of Dan Killick, and uh, one courtesy of Owen. Uh, fiction for me. I don't think. I think he'll be very pleased with the way the squad's progressing ahead of the World Cup. I think, like we've said before, you're going to need to, to score tries to win games, but quarterfinals, semifinals are won on solid defence and they're won on taking your opportunities, they're won on kicking your goals. They can be very, very tight. Big World Cup games are tight. You look at, I keep going back to, to games of old, but I, I can't help it. But look at, you know, look at that run in, in 2011, World Cup quarterfinal against Ireland. That was a tight game. It was tight. And then we had those opportunities and Phillips and Jonathan Davis took them. And that's what, that's what took, took us away from, from Ireland on that occasion. That game, quite similar to the England game a few weeks ago. Bit of an arm wrestle for a while. When we had the opportunities, we took them. And that's what, that's what won us the games. So I think in, this, in the, the way that Wales are playing at the moment, I think Gatlin will be hugely encouraged. You know, 13 wins at 13, you know, you can't really... We keep winning. We keep winning, which is a really good habit to be in. I would rather it this way with things to work on than we were blowing away, you know, blowing away Italy but that's the only and side. losing the big games. That's the only side. So England, obviously England blew away Italy, didn't yeah. they? But the, the, the other games have been, you know, within two scores, you know, they've been quite tight. I, th- I think um, what we've got here in, in Six Nations this, this time around is you've got three very good, closely matched sides in Wales, Ireland and England. And I think on their day, any one of them can beat any one of the others. Then you have Scotland who are improving but are largely hopeless away from home. Then you have Italy who are you know, for all their endeavour are still pretty much whipping boys. And then you have France who, you know, they, they beat a, a, a disappointing Scotland side at home and the rest of the side, they've been, the rest of the time they've been playing like a, like a school team. Today against Ireland, if that was a school game, it would be called off after 40 minutes. They'd go, oh, someone's going to get hurt here. They were that clueless. You know, so does it matter that we didn't steamroller France? I don't, I don't think so. I think it showed more character to come back from 16-0 down. And things are moving in the right direction. It's just things to sharpen up on. And if we can close that really big one out against Ireland, that is going to be a big confidence boost ahead of the World Cup. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Imagine if, uh, imagine if Gatlin got hold of uh, the French side and started, co- started coaching. <clears throat> well, to be honest, it's what they need. They need, they a, they need a coach who quality can go coach. in. Yeah, a quality coach who can go in no messing. You know, you remember how, how disorientated we were in, in 2007? Probably not a million miles away from how France are, you know. Some good individual moments of brilliance kept us in games at times, but there was no, there was no structure, no discipline, and no real way of closing games out. So, you know, the French could do a lot worse than, than getting Mr Gatlin involved. I don't think that for one second will happen, but 
they, uh, yeah, I, I'd much rather be in our position where we're closing out games than, than just blowing away sides. Yeah, I mean, the, the quicker the, the quicker they get a an incredible first class coach, the better, isn't it? For well, French rugby and yeah. world rugby, because we want to see them strong, don't we? Again, okay. So point number four. So no concerns. Gatlin will be happy. We keep winning. I, I, look, it's, I, it's all about winning, you know. If we don't, I'm, if I'm we don't blow away sides in Rugby World Cup and make it to the semis and the finals, and who knows what else, it doesn't matter. I think this, this is good practice, and the fact that we're winning really without playing that spectacularly, we put in one really strong performance against England. The rest of the time, we've won without playing particularly well. First half against Scotland was good. It's typically the sign of a good side. I yeah. think it is. I think it is. Just find a way to win. Find a way to win, and that—that's what we're doing. That's a really good habit to be in. I think it's much better this way around. Like I said before, even if we win the Grand Slam, I don't think it means you're automatically going to go and have a great World Cup. But I think it's a bigger boost for a side like us or Ireland to to win a title or a Grand Slam than maybe it is for England. Mm, I think. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I mean for for the, the games that we've played, I think for me the the most encouraging part of it is that we've we've actually played quite. We've varied our style, mm. so we're not, you know, with England, for instance, you mm. can you, you know exactly how they're going to play, um, Ireland as well. Now we've, <clears throat> you know, we've sort of mixed it up a bit. It hasn't, it hasn't, it hasn't been seamless, and we've made quite a few errors. Yeah, I think we've changed. I don't think we have. We've sort of changed the way in which we've played a bit at times. Um, a particular, and I think a big part of it is 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 Zanskum. You know, Zanskum mm. coming in at ten. Um, and I think defences are finding it difficult to um, you know, to manage him at times, and we have got we have got tries out of out of out of fit, out of plays mm-hmm. that you know probably going back twelve months we wouldn't have scored like that. I think he's doing a good. And job. Josh Adams is in the side. Yeah, I mean Adams is Adams is finishing is absolutely incredible. I think he's doing what a good a job, Anscombe, but I don't know that Anscombe has nailed up, nailed that ten shirt for the World Cup yet. He still makes errors, doesn't he? So I think. Um, he still makes errors, and then it's it's easy to maybe think, oh, maybe we should just switch back to switch back to bigger because bigger's just you know, mm. bigger's bigger, isn't he? He's and he's made a massive impact every time he's come on. But I like the back, I like like the way he's working with the back row, yeah. Um, and I like the fact that you know he takes it he takes it really flat. It's hard for teams to work out. Yeah, I think that's it, true. It, he because does, yeah, he does take it flat because of analysis is so is everything these days. It's it's a lot easier to probably work out the way in which Wales are going to play when Bigger's there, mm. albeit, um, you know, he, he he executes everything really well. But that's why it's so different, I think, in the last twenty minutes yeah. of the game, when the stakes are high. If the score lines are tight, then that's where you want someone who is going to be a complete, what's the word, a reassuring presence. Yeah, and it doesn't matter that he stands a bit deep there, because he will offer. A threat in a different way. It's not a. It's not like you're going to get a big one-handed offload from from Dan Bigger or a you know a cat flat yeah. pass at the back. But what you might get is one of those big kicks from 25 yards out that he chases, wins the wins ball, it. and all of a sudden that, that yeah. a game can be won you, or lost in that position. Imagine, yeah, you're in the Welsh side. Big, you know that Bigger's coming on. So you know, mm. you know. So you're at 40, 50 minutes, you know he's going to come on. The boost that will give to the yeah. Welsh guys because yeah, everything he does, he does. He does, you know, he's the best at what he does. And he, every pass he makes mm. is a great pass. The kick, he's gonna, he's gonna regather it. The tackle that he puts in, yeah. Um, the conversion that he slots, the kick to the corner. He's now, 
You know, obviously, he's, he, he, I think he's had one shank this uh, this yeah. campaign, but he is pinging them in the corner. In the um, big, yeah, the big ones he's, he's making. Yeah, and it's the sides aren't able to... I think they're kind of forgetting that they're focusing on trying to play a game against against Wales with, with Anscombe there, which is yeah. difficult to read. And then by the time Bigger comes on, their game plan is... is they've forgotten mm. because it's almost almost too late. So I think that it's part of it point, yeah. is is really important because you just know how uh, how big is gonna gonna set up. It's true, and you look back to the autumn and take the win against South Africa, for example. The try the try scoring pass that that Anscombe put in for Liam Williams in the first half. Again, you probably wouldn't have had that from Bigger. That's yeah. the that's that bit of that bit of flair and that bit of natural ball skills that he brings yeah. in that scenario and then closing that game out and slotting crucial penalties and making crucial tackles that's what Bigger brings yeah. at, at the end so. Anscombe makes everything look quite simple as well so even just the, the when the when we're running the pass through the hands mm. I thought he made you know he certainly made one of those tries yeah. um, just by just straightening up and <clears> there was a little delay it was a little pump and then gave it out on the left yeah. and it's it looks it looks it looks easy, but um, I'm liking the setup. Okay, let's move on to number five. So, only one week's preparation time for Ireland will affect the way we play. Fact or fiction? I think fiction. Tough game against Scotland, and a lot of those players are wearing the scars. A lot of blood. A lot, a lot of, blood. of blood out there. And yeah, a, a really tough game in terms of having to dig deep to close it out. No, I think that's fine. I don't think that's necessarily a problem. And if anything, having that to build upon going into going into the island game, I don't think is a is a bad thing. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a few bruised bodies, but we've got a, an extra day's recovery to Ireland. It helps. Could that, be crucial. That. It helps that there was a bit of a training game today because France didn't turn up. But it could be. It could be. It could be crucial. No, I, d- I don't think it. I don't think it necessarily matters. Look, Wales get better the more time they spend together. We've seen that in the Grand Slams that we've won, in the the titles that we've won, and the World Cup performances. The more time they spend together, the more time those coaches have with them, the better performances that they can string together. So, I, I'm not too worried about a one week turnaround. I think if we were to lose this game, that it's not something that you could turn around and blame for that yeah. being the result. And we've also. We've gone through the campaign fairly well in terms of uh, not having a huge, a huge injury list, have we? That's true, actually. We've, we've, you know, which is quite rare for us. Yeah. So the, you know, all the all the, the coaching behind the scenes are, are doing a doing a good job, mm. aren't they? Just the conditioning of the guys. They are. We've had our fair share in the lead up to it. We have. Can you forget that Ellis Jenkins, Aaron Shingler's out long term. Cubby, Toby Falatau. out. You know, this is this is, you know, we're, we're winning these games without, without arguably our our star man. Well, like, Toby, Toby is world class. It's not us. Yeah, he's absolutely he world class. And you know, the other players. Okay, it's, it's up for grabs. A lot of them are in the back row. Should we be talking more highly about Mor- the job that Moriarty's doing, considering he's not an eight? Great again yesterday. I he's, really he's did play, hard yards. He's playing really well, isn't he? Like, you, you, you know. He's putting in some really, yeah, just strong carries, big defensive sets, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's doing a good sterling job, isn't he? With not a huge amount of rugby under his belt either. No, and I mean, in he comes. That's true. I think the uh, the early season playing for the Dragons helps, you know, feeding off scraps and thankless, 
thankless carries for two or three yards that just buy you a bit of extra time. Uh, but yeah, he's he's doing a fantastic job, and you're right, off off very little rugby. But pretty much everyone in that side is. There's not many people you could you could you could criticise, and a massive massive props to to Hadley Parks for that performance. Yeah, I, I said I said last week that I was a bit worried, particularly those two occasions where he got gassed against England. That was that was quite rightly a man of the match performance, and yes, it was the, the, the defensive effort. Those two bulldozing lines oh, he ran for the for the John. Watch them all day. Such a nice. That angle was like that was like a Jamie Roberts yeah. angle into it, wasn't it? It was just yeah. big, hard run. It cut a really good line, beautiful line. You <coughs> real, real pace, wasn't it? Came onto the ball and and caused that really caused um, you know Scotland some 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 concerns there. Um, I thought he had a monumental game. He was due a big one, yeah, and he came out and delivered it, didn't he? Um, oh, he did absolutely. And he'll be he'll be right up for it now. Uh, now next week, yeah, he will. So to come back to come back to the point, one week's preparation time I think is fine. And sort enough time to sort the line out, out, or is it as you said, it's a technical position. It's just they need everything to go to go right. They know what they're doing, don't they? You know, it's yeah. just these, these players fired. have played together enough before. The same players went well in the autumn. It's. I don't know what it is. Whether it's they found our line, the opposition have found our line out pretty easy to attack. Whether it's just a question of communication, I'm not sure what it is. I don't think having two weeks would have helped because we had two weeks ahead of this game and it didn't look it didn't look any better. I think it's one where they're just gonna have to turn up and do it. I imagine in training it's going fine, but I don't think it's a huge amount you can do differently. From my point of view, it's more about the mentality and those players now. Yeah, they'll, they'll have probably been battered and bruised from that from this game. They're going to want to. They, I don't think they can wait for Saturday to come. Then, yeah, I, they I are think going to want Saturday to come. I soon. think it's a blessing that we've actually yeah. got one week because of all the turmoil that's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, in the, yeah in the, I think if it was two weeks, your mind's going to drift, and now you can just go in. Right, mm-hmm. we've got you know five six days to remain and just try and stay focused as best we can. Stay really tight, and uh, and it's it's a blessing. I think post match there was a couple of differing opinions on whether the fallout from Project Reset had had, a, had, had an impact. Alan Wynn was quite defiant in his post match speech, saying that wouldn't have been an excuse. And Gatland kind of said that must have played on the mind a little bit. Which which of the camps do you fall into? Yeah, I said it would definitely be on their minds mm. because. You know, I don't know whether those those I mean, those, if those leaked WhatsApp messages are, are true or not. Mm. Um, you, you're going to be talking about it, so your mind, you know, you, your mind is going to be taken away. And I think because the the Welsh boys are so tight, it's not only you know those guys in the Welsh team are going to have contracts, of they are, yeah. but they're also they're also thinking of their pals back in the back in the yeah, regions. Yeah. It's not just oh, well, I'm okay, so you know, sod everyone else. Yeah, yeah. They're all thinking about their buddies. Um, and then their families and everything else. So it would have definitely had an impact. Mm. I think it probably would have would have helped as well with, you know, so just before the game, just sort of, you know, giving it an, a bit of added added you know added extra. But I think you know partly that second half performance, we, I think we were we were focusing on on the week, the week yeah, ahead. I, and I think the first half almost seemed a bit too easy. And every, good, everyone said the pundits and the commentators were saying how comfortable Wales looked, and they did. Yeah, we, we did. We were retaining possession very easily. We scored tries quite easily. It helped that there was a massive forward pass that wasn't 
picked yeah. up, but two Ford, two happened. big Ford passes, yeah, yeah. which well, which happens. But at the same time, I do think that they they came in and thought, right, we can go out and win this game at eighty percent, and playing at eighty percent that let Scotland back into it, and it required them to to dig, you know, go into the red to to make sure that they could close that game out. Yeah, I mean, they only scored three points in the second half, and that was the last yeah. kick of the game. Yeah, we were, you know, that bigger that bigger tackle was was a beauty, yeah, wasn't it? Was. it? Um, I thought, yeah, I mean, Hamish, he, he was outstanding, wasn't he? And then <clears throat> Adam Hastings looked good. He caused us a few issues as well, didn't he? To be fair, um, I think, I think we did. I think we switched off a bit. Yeah, and um, we were just thinking of the thinking of the Ireland game, and then probably a little bit of what happened crept in as well, and Project Reset and all yeah. these talks, and they're human, so it will happen. It, it, it just does but again probably going to play into I probably wouldn't change it actually because it was a real ding dong of a yeah. battle and you know that's the type of island it's going to just be so physical isn't it to go, so physical yeah. oh it is undoubtedly and to go back to the point about not blowing sides away I think that as it's as it's Cheltenham week this, this week coming up Dan, here comes the here horse. comes the horse racing analogy I think if you examine the examine the form, Wales aren't beating the other horses by twenty odd lengths. It's not necessarily eye catching, but when you require that grit to get over the finishing line first, that's where they're they're coming up trumps. So you know, while England have looked much more impressive, you know, in the in the three twenty at Haydock, Wales have been coming up trumps in the in the big race, and there's none as there's none as big as as this one. Mm. On Saturday, this is you know this is this is the one for the Gold Cup. So, I think it's it is about showing that performance when it really matters, and the intensity is is a big thing. And again, go back four years, and I felt that going into the previous World Cup, Wales and Ireland were playing were able to play at their best at a higher intensity than than England were. I don't know whether that's the case this time round, but certainly, but. Yeah, Wales are certainly capable of giving anyone in the world a, game, a, a, a damn good game on the day, and it's a big game. And I, I don't think you could get a better a better prep for uh, a better kind of close to the to this international season than than having a shot at the Grand Slam, a real good test, a real good mental test, and a real good physical test, which will set us up well. Yeah, Scottish Scottish pack have uh, hopefully done us a favour by. By bringing a really yeah. strong second half performance, and, cool. yeah, and the backs had their, you know, the backs had to had to really work hard to to defend because mm. they they were they were cutting some lovely lines and and you know went through some good moves. It was they really had to be on their money. I thought I thought Jonathan Davis in defence was brilliant, absolutely <coughs> brilliant, and yeah, you know, you saw it today with the, with, with the French game, didn't you? That they they were caught in all sorts of strange positions, and I. <laughs> just with Jonathan Davis there, we won't be caught in. We won't be caught out no, like that. You did see the rarest so, of things. One of those spot blitzes from from John Fox that he didn't get the man. Did, yeah, which again was another forward pass from Finn Russell. But it was. It takes a moment of you know, kind of a moment of that mercurial for their try. Russell talent for their what try. What try yeah. that was? Yeah, yeah, great try. Yeah, and that was the only. That was the only error. Pretty much, he, he hardly makes they're, any. They're a very rare he? thing, and yeah. defensively, he is so solid, and he's going again. He's going to need to be. He is going to need to be, yeah. Um, because there, yeah, I just really hope that loop. I can't see that 
I really hope that doesn't work for them. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's you know to to bring it back to horse racing, the form today for Ireland, that's not going to be that's not going to be comparable for next week. Ireland were good and efficient today, and and they didn't need to get out of second or third gear to beat the French. The room that, that they had, I, I think O'Driscoll mentioned it at half time. You don't normally see that Leinster loop five yards away from the try line because. You just blitz, you blitz straight up yeah. off the off the try line, and it seemed and, like it was in slow out, motion. I and mean, then you got French players running into each other. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a sort of just sort of ended up cuddling his own player, didn't he? I mean, let's, yeah, it's just, yeah, staggering. Let's have a look at some of those other games, though, Dan. Let's just round up with uh, having a look at England, Italy, and Ireland versus France. Did we learn anything from either of these games? Not really. I don't think we did. It's you know when you when you look over them, it's. It was not a huge, huge amount to take from from the games, was it? I, Ireland is just going to be totally. It's just going to be a totally different, different ball game, isn't it? Next week they're going to they're going to bring their A game. They know they're going to have to. We're going to be at, we're at home. Crowd's going to massively help. It's going to be an absolute ding dong. We've got to match them physically, haven't we? Mm. Um, got to match them physically, and then I, I, with just having the likes of like jo- you know Josh Adams now in the side, who's yeah. an out and out finisher. Something we've been crying out for for a long time. The way in which he he had oh, that footwork was amazing. It was, it was just beautiful, wasn't yeah. it? You know, we haven't had a winger like that. That was play, that was PlayStation rugby, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was just, oh, it was just lovely. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think we have learned a huge amount. Do you? I mean, no, not really. I think a couple of interesting things from the England game. You know, obviously Thakur Singer is a, a beast. I'm so glad they didn't pick him against us. Because again, you know, he's, he doesn't fit that structured mould because the, the confidence he's got with those, with those offloads and the strength yeah, he has, that makes it so much more unpredictable. Look at the players they've got. Yes, it's, it's, just, it's absurd, actually. It's, it? it's, yeah, it is. It's, it's so unfair, isn't yeah. it? They're, they're, the, play, the players that, that aren't playing for England, I mean, they'd give, they'd give any side a really good go. Yeah, they, well, yeah, they would. And... But him in particular, I thought yeah, that, was, that was an interesting one. Whether or not he's going to start troubling the, the starting selection for the big games, we'll have to wait and see. But certainly he's one of those players I would rather wasn't playing against Wales because he just does add that element of, of pure surprise and, and brilliance that so, I'd rather their backline didn't have. It's frightening, isn't it, thinking of the World Cup now? Oh, it is. It's, it's all getting very, very interesting. We've got to top that group, I think. Yeah. I think we have to top that group. The more I look at it, the more I think England will top their group. And you know, unless France have another revolution and the players come out and they tend to they, they tend, tend to go I well mean, in the World Cups. They're just a cliche of themselves now, aren't they? Like every cliche yeah. you want to show you want to throw at France. Oh, you don't know which French side's gonna turn up, that's proven true. Uh, you know, the kind of the players having the dressing room and stuff like that, that's turned out to be yeah. true. And then you've got these odd moments of champagne rugby thrown into it. So so yeah. odd. It is odd. Right, let's have a look at some of these listeners' questions before we pick our team. So this one is from Mitchell Palooza. We've touched on this a little bit. Will the Irish back be too strong for us? What's your prediction, Dan? I, I, mean, I think we'll we'll step up. Hmm. We'll have to. We'll have to go up a good few a good few levels for this. Um, but again, Gatland, he tends to. He, this game is monumentally <coughs> big, isn't it? It's his last. Yeah. Is his last ever, you know, Six Nations game for Wales, <coughs> coaching Wales. Um, 
he loves the big occasions, doesn't he? Mm. And he'll be, I, I expect every single one of the forwards just to be bringing, you know, bringing everything they've got to this game. I think there's going to be a particularly epic battle in the second row. That's Alan Wynne Jones, presumably Beards. That's going to be a massive battle with them against, if they go the same locks from today, against Ryan and Henderson, who are both of whom I thought were outstanding today. Yeah. And even Elton Delan coming off the bench for them was fantastic. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah, the second row is, is I think that's where it's going to, where it's going to be mm. won, I think. You know, um, and Beard, is, Beard had a good game. He had a, he had a solid game. Uh, probably his best game that, that I've seen him have for Wales, but he, he's yeah, still got to... He got skinned by a prop, though. He's still got to go up. Yeah. Or Dell. Yeah. Great run, that. It was a great run, but it just that, it worries me when, when yeah. a prop's skinning anyone. It was um, kind of like, hang on, is, is he, when is he going to be tackled? Yeah. Is he, he going to be tackled? But then... Uh, oh, Liam yeah. turned up. The, uh, the, the turnover that he won just by getting yeah. those massive arms. But, but Navidi's... Navidi's chop tackle did, was yeah. was outstanding. Yeah, and yeah, he's got to go up for me. He's got to go up another few levels. He had a good game. He was a nuisance. Um, yeah, defensively, he was he wormed his way in, didn't he, and managed to sort of stop them. But I think this is it. Is the one thing he has been doing very well in a Wales jersey is defending those driving lineouts, and we need that. We do. We do, especially against this mob. Ireland will. They they always back their driving lineout, and today it was. It was far too easy for them. If you've got someone like Beard in the middle of it who can disrupt it, like we saw with, with Charteris in, in years gone by, they're worth their weight in gold and they've got a hell of yeah. a weight of, behind these players anyway. So, Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah he, got some, <clears throat> he, he did very well, didn't he, on that front. So, yeah, we need to, we need to get a nurse him. He had a shiner, didn't he, on his... Yeah, uh, yeah he did. Proper on, kind of like... On his face, yeah, right on the Halloween, uh, Halloween-style... Make up on the go there. Yeah, like it was a big old stitch. It was a beauty, wasn't he? Yeah. That one. Um, so they yeah, nurse him. Really, he's the guy that needs to be needs to be worked on this week, and a lot of it's going to come down to him. You know, you know, the back row is going to going to bring it. Mm. Um, Alan Wynn, obviously, every single game. Front row is going very well. Um, a lot of it is resting on Beard. I agree. Uh, Matthew Armstrong, obviously, good friend of the show. Wales have put in one of the best performances of the Six Nations so far, presumably the, uh, the England game he's talking about there. But have they shown enough to worry Ireland? Would you be worried if you were Joe Schmidt? Yeah, I think they'll... I, I don't think they'll massively... Yeah, I think they'll be sort of hugely worried. They know that... They know that sort of coming to... You know, coming to Wales, the atmosphere will play a part, won't it? Um... They'll know that we're going to raise our game. Yeah, I think they will be worried. I think they'll be worried because they again <coughs> come back to the come back to Anscombe at ten. It's it's difficult to read, difficult mm. to know how how we'll play. So there'll be a massive um, defensive performance from us as, as always. But in attack now, we do we are da- we are dangerous. And if we look back at the games that we've played, bar the um, you know bar the, the French game, we've scored. If you look at the the out the out and out highlights, we've scored some very good tries, mm. very good tries. So we're, we're we're a difficult side to play against now. Oh look, there's there's no doubt we're a difficult side to play against. I guess what you're saying there though is it's going to be the occasion and the home advantage more than maybe what they've seen in the performances that's going to worry Ireland. Yeah, I mean they'll they're not going to be you know they're not going to be quaking in their boots, are they? They're going to be up for it. Yeah. You know, everyone seems to say that the Millennium Stadium is their favourite stadium. 
Um, and it's just going to be a, a massive, massive occasion, isn't it? Cardiff will be bouncing. Um, but I think they'll have their work cut out now trying to work out how Wales are going to play yeah. because we've been so cute. The Welsh management have worked out the sort of a little Achilles heel of each of the, of each of the sides, taking away, um, which is taking away the, the momentum from, you know, from the, from the big boys, i.e. England. Yeah. And England are similar to, to Ireland in that they, yeah. it's nine and ten, you know, it's, it's, it's the Sexton um, and Conor Murray show. They're, yeah. not, they're not playing brilliantly. They look a bit frustrated. Oh, if you look, can stop those two at source, yeah. it becomes a different game, particularly Sexton. Yeah. Now, but, if not, you, yeah. but if you, yeah, to stop Sexton, you get to Murray, don't you? Yeah. So those, <clears> those are the two that I think they'll have, a, they'll have something up their sleeve to, uh, you know, to sort of make it difficult for them and frustrate them. Right, and the last question leads us on perfectly into selecting our side. This one's from the Welsh Dragon. Same again, question mark. How do you want to do it, Dan? We both pick a combined side. Combined's going well, isn't it? <coughs> yep. We haven't disagreed on too many. No, I don't think so. Right. Forwards. You, you going forwards? Yep. Rob Evans. Yep. Ken Owens. Thomas Francis. How good is Thomas Francis playing he's at the moment? Playing really, really well. He's, he's you know, again he's stepped up yeah. a level a level again, hasn't he? Massively that, improved player on under under the ball. Yeah. Because it was quite an awkward position for him, wasn't it? It's was a big lump. And he had his arm just underneath yeah. it. And yeah, he did yeah, great. Great to see him playing so well. So yeah, front row unchanged. Second row ditto for me. I think you've got to you know, we just said there, Adam Beer, what a, a big performance he has. He's gonna need another one. But yes, yeah, that second row stays the same. Yeah. Adam Beard and Alan James. Yeah, he's playing yeah, it's good to see Adam Beard, isn't it? Playing it sort of seems to be getting better with every game, so just keep it going. Back row, I mean that has oh, to stay the same, doesn't it? Back row's been fantastic, isn't it? Okay, well it's proven to be quite easy. Uh nine and ten. Nine and ten, I think Poor game from Gareth, for Gareth Davis, I thought yesterday. I thought he had one of those, one of those yep. games where he slipped into a bit of brain fart mode. You know, just the I know it was difficult with the whirl, the swirling wind and stuff, but that daft knock on in the first half, and you know, like we say, he's a proven Test match player, and I would go with him again. But yeah, he's done enough. He's due, yeah, he's due a big game, and what he adds in defence yeah. is is going to be crucial in a game like against this. the Island game. Yeah. yeah, he's done enough, isn't he? Uh, you know that he'll. It was just—I think it was a, a, a one-off performance. Okay. Really, he's got errors in his game, hasn't he? Yeah. That we all know are there. But what he does bring, he brings better than. He's, know, due, better a than he's due a try as well, isn't he? He you is know, due he, a try. You put—you'll be. Well, you wouldn't be a couple you, of quid on him. Well, not. I think uh, I've still got. I've still got 120 quid riding on uh, on this championship. Actually, we'll see how we'll see how Cheltenham yeah. goes. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't bet against him popping up in that supporting line, running that cheat line, and just. And, and being there to, to dot under the sticks, you know, for a crucial try. So yeah, he he definitely starts. Anscombe again for me. Anscombe definitely, yeah. Parks and Foxy, yeah. You wouldn't. You're not going to change. No, you're not going to change that. Back um, three. So back three, yeah. Whoa. This is where it gets interesting, isn't it? Because what conclusion did we come to earlier on? Did we say half penny hat to feature? Well, you yeah, you took a U turn, right, didn't okay, you? And I think you said he had to. But starting or. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, look, if he, if I'm saying that he has to feature because of his goal kicking, he can't be on the bench. He can't be on the bench because bigger brings that anyway. Yeah. So, all right, yeah, let's stick with it. He go. He he comes into the starting lineup. The one thing that remains the same is Josh Adams is on the left wing. I think you have to put half penny fullback and, and yeah. push Liam to the wing, which is tough for this game. Yeah, for this game. for this game against Ireland. Yeah, I do. I do. I do that half penny at fullback. 
Liam on the wing, mm. Josh on the wing, and then North North, North. Uh, slips down to the bench. Yeah. So um, the, ben- the bench would be again that that front row that's adding a lot of impact. So Elliot D, Nicky Smith, Dylan Lewis. Yeah, who've all gone really well coming yeah. off, haven't they? Uh, Jake, Jake Ball didn't have his finest hour coming off the bench. No, I thought he thought he struggled a bit, didn't yeah. he? Um, is he fit? Don't know. Is he carrying something? He he, he looks. He looks a little off the pace yeah. for me. I don't there's know whether it's fitness or whether he's in carrying a little bit of a knock. There's not really another option at the there, moment, is there? There isn't. So no. I think you have to. I think you have to go with him. And I, you know, he's put in enough performances in a red shirt over the years to suggest that that was a that was a, a rarity from him. So I back him there as well. Wainwright again, bench cover. I thought Wainwright played really well yeah. when he came on. Really destructive, wasn't he? Yeah. Some huge hits um, and some smart positional play as well. I think he got caught once. Um, out, out, out of position slightly but he was yeah really good uh, and then scrum half cover yeah scrum half cover so it, it, like, is, is Thomas Williams have they kind of written him out they've there's not him. been much talk about him is mm. there um, so he was released for the Blues the other week wasn't he and I don't know I, I mean again you know I'm a big fan I'd have him on the I'd have him on the bench if he's if he's up to up for a game huge like this. game though for him yeah but I mean Alakamath made a, made a really big error yeah, that was you, you that can't was poor. Have, you can't do that. Bear in mind he's dragged it back in. He can't have thought that yeah. that it was okay to kick to touch, and I think he's just misexecuted it. So that was poor. Yeah, that was poor. Again, again you, don't, you don't normally get many errors from from Alan Davis, but I would I would be looking at having a player like Thomas. I think you've got to back that bit of attacking flair on the bench. But yeah. Again, I don't know what's going on in camp. Yeah, I. I I think if Thomas, yeah, I, I can't see it. Mm, no, I think I, I think Alid will be there, and there's you know he's he's a, he's safe and, and, and steady, isn't he? Um, and I think for this game he'll be uh, he'll get the nod. And then bigger and north, bigger and north to a good head of a bench. Very. Will okay. that happen though? Uh, no, I think it will pretty much be the same. Again. Be the same. Be the same game. Yeah. All right. That very nicely brings us to a conclusion for this week. Uh, God, it's going to be some game. I am. I'm going, as you know, so I'm oh. massively excited about this one. Uh, yeah, so this is, you know, this is, this is just... Uh, I, so I what, late, late, late night pod late night pod on the Sunday? Or are you going to... You haven't thought about it yet? Well, right? I don't know. I'm going to have to think about selection, selection dilemmas of my own now, won't I? But, exactly. Uh, that's, that's it. Yeah, I might, might, get, uh, might get moved to the bench. That's it. I might, yeah, I might have an exclusive interview with, uh, with Warren Gatlin. With someone, someone who knows this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> In which case, they'll need to replace me as well. But <laughs> let us know what you think about uh, anything we discussed tonight on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. You can do the same on Facebook by liking our Facebook page or joining our ever-expanding Facebook group, which is simply called Wales Rugby Fans. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's Welsh Rugby Attacking Scrum. If you've enjoyed this podcast or any of the others, uh, then please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes whatever you choose to call it, uh, that helps us out massively. So all that remains to be said is, Dan Killick, what is the score going to be? Wales by three. Wales by three. I like that. I'm going to go Wales 18, Ireland 16. Come on, the slam. Come on, Wales. Podcast Network.